Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Our spit is incredibly complex for a substance made of 99% water. It contains a genetic code that reveals the real you. And that DNA in your spit can also reveal meaningful insights about your health that could change everything. What would you do if you knew you were at a higher likelihood of developing a particular disease? Join 23 different iHeart podcast hosts as they explore their own health discoveries in the new season of Spit. Listen to Spit on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly before us, uh, before we um, sorry before we actually record, did you hear what the number one greatest debut single of all time was ever? I think I saw that it was a Britney song, and I was shocked. Yeah, Elvis was number seven, right, for his debut single. The Jackson Five were number two, and Britney Spears number one. Oh, what? The ro- Just how was that calculated? Sorry, and who Rolling calculated it? Was it you? No, Rolling Stone actually did it. Do you know that really, really like music magazine, really well I know respected. What Rolling Stone is, honey. Oh, Rolling, Rolling Stone. Stone. I know what Rolling, <laughs> Rolling Stone is, honey. Darling, <laughs> darling. Bottom line, darling. The gossip gaze. The gossip gaze. This week on the Gossip Gaze podcast, Billy's had a trip to the seaside. Danny gets bossy with a bus company. And we have a lockdown letter from a friend who's gone green with envy. Ooh, envy. Green. <laughs> Hello. Hi, how are you today, Billy? I'm all right today, actually. The sun's beaming again today. We're going to have a nice, lovely week of the weather. This is the Gossip Gaze weather update. It's going to be nice again this week, apparently. So I'm excited. Really? It's yeah. grey here. Oh no, we got grey the sun. Grey in Wurzler. We got the sun fucking, in Woodlesford. Fucking grey in Woodlesford. Woodlesford. on Bolton. We're near Bolton, aren't we now? You are, yeah. In Wurzler. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all right, you know. I'm, honestly, I feel like we literally did this podcast recording yesterday. Really? Is it flown? Yeah. Is it flown by this week for you? It's just... It's been a constant state of... Delirium. Is that a word? Is that because you've been tipsy the entire time or what? Honestly, (laughs) I've just... I've lost touch with the real world. I'm going to bed at 4am. I'm getting up at 1pm. Oh, I don't know how you do that. I I miss the bins. miss the bins today. I could hear them outside emptying the bins and I I nudged Joe in the bed and said, fuck, we've missed the bins. 
And he went, well, I'm not getting up. <gasps> which is... <laughs> Which is his all, which is his reaction whenever he, we miss the bins. I always have to run out. Anyway, that's me. That's the highlight of my week. I missed the fucking bins. So now my recycling didn't get done. <sighs> it's my birthday. I think, do you know what it is? Do you know what's happening to me? You're getting older. It's coming up to my birthday, isn't it? And I always get fucking miserable around my birthday. Yeah. I've always been it since a kid. Why? My mum was always like, I don't know what is up with me. My mum was always like... You were always miserable as a kid on your birthday, and I just don't know, didn't know what what we were doing wrong. I don't know what's up with me. Whenever it's my birthday, I get so miserable. How weird! I always get excited around my birthday, you know. Yeah, because this this is my birthday week, isn't it? Um, no, next week I would say. Would you say next week? Yeah, because your birthday's well, what... next Wednesday. It's not been your birthday yet. <laughs> you can't have yeah, two you weeks. Have, you start you start your birthday week the week before, don't you? Well, you can, yeah, if you want. So happy birthday, love. If that I start you, the week before and the week for. after. <laughs> I start the week before and have it the week after. But right. it's very miserable two weeks. I've got to be honest. It's very miserable. Gets me down. Gets me down. And do you know why? I'm such a perfectionist. I always want the perfect, perfect birthday, and I very rarely have it. Oh, shut <laughs> up! Last year was really good. Was it? What did we do? I can't remember, but I know it was nice. There you go. That's how <gasps> no, good it was. You remember can't remember. When, remember? No, what happened was we had that... I'll tell you my best birthday. We had that brunch and everybody clapped you. That was that was a really good birthday then. <laughs> and everybody clapped you. Look, everyone gave you their attention. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, that was my best birthday. When was that? That was the year before. That was the year before. And then last year... What happened was we all did another brunch again, but then you had to do a dig on the yeah. evening. You booked a did on your birthday. Oh, what an idiot. What a frigging idiot. Yeah. Well, there'll be no gigs on this birthday because there's no gigs at all. No, there's not. Do you know what it is? I think, do you know what it, do you know what it is? I've just, just thought what it is. You can, you can cut this out if it's not interesting. And if you're still listening, guys, then it's obviously been a choice to leave this in. <laughs> do you know what? I think, I think it's not getting the attention. I think it's not performing, not having the attention, not interacting I see thousands and thousands and thousands of people every every week yeah. almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm in three or four different clubs a week, that's a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and then some some weekends I'm doing holiday parks in the day and club appearances in the night. All of that's gone. I've got no interaction. I'm seeing the same couple of people. I'm, I'm going crazy. You doing one nuts? thing led to another. <laughs> I burnt my gym down. <laughs> Anna. I'll be like Britney Spears. That was a Britney Spears quote, by the way. Yeah. I'll be like Britney Spears and, and come another week. Yeah, I burnt my dressing room down. You know, one thing led yeah. to another. One thing led to another. <laughs> and I left some candles out. And, you know. Yeah, and I left some candles out. <laughs> and now I got the insurance money. So it's going to pay for my new album. <laughs> Honestly, I'm delusional. I'm sat in my bed now. This is my ultimate calm space. That's it. Wow. That's me week. I miss the fucking wheelie bins and I'm down and depressed and I'm finding it really hard to be positive. And I don't want... This isn't a woe is me down and depressed. This is a... It's annoying me. Right, I'm with you. To be down and depressed. I'm annoyed. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I'll have a drink tonight and I'll just just forget that I'm annoyed for a bit. Fab. (laughs) Maybe cut that out. It sounds a bit, like, problematic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, but I've got something else to tell you that's really 
When I say it's shooken me to the core. Yeah. Sister is shooketh. Go on, tell me. Can you see me? Can you see me there on FaceTime? Yeah, just about. Yeah, there we go. Look at that in the glass. What is that? That is me Siamese fighting fish. Why is it in a glass at the side of the bed? Dead. Because, you know, I've got a fish tank in my bedroom. Right, yeah. Well, this is tropical. And I've had this Siamese fighting fish now for coming on two years. Well, maybe a year and a half, year and two months. A long time. Right. Is it this... dead? No. Right. I noticed the other day that its fins was looking shabby and I thought, oh my God, I hope it's not got fin rot, which is common fish disease, if anyone that's right. into fish. Right. Anyone that's into fish <laughs> listening at home. Uh, this is tank number three. Um, no, I'm joking. I am a real nerd when it comes to animals, aren't I? I love looking after things. Anyway, I've noticed I have a colony of shrimp in this tank. This is this is real, real High quality content for the podcast, guys. Uh, I have these shrimp, a colony of shrimp in this tank. Well, during quarantine, they have been getting bigger and bigger and fatter. And this fish rests on these moss balls that I've got. Right. And as it's lying on the moss balls, these colony of shrimp have been crawling all over it and eating it alive. <gasps> oh, my honestly, God. Honestly, I'm, I am... I'm heartbroken. He's, so he's what not are you dead do with yet. That fish now? Well, he's not dead yet, so I don't. I don't. I've taken him out. Yeah. And I've put him in this cup. And now I don't know what to do with it. Can't you take it to the um, the fish place? What's it called? Yeah, uh, Oasis. Yeah. I can take it there, but they'll just tell me to fucking kill it. Oh, they will. It's it's literally gulping its last breath, so I don't know if the, I'm gonna have to hang up the phone from you in a minute and have to Google best way to put a fucking fish down. Flush it, flush it down the loo. No, because it's still alive. I think I'm gonna have to take it out and put it in suffocate the it. No. Yeah. Oh no. Well, what else am I meant to do? It's been my friend for over a year and a half. It's seen me have sex more than anyone else in the world. <laughs> It's been there next to me. Too thick and thin. Right. It's been there when I've been ill and I had Susanna throwing cold towels over me and telling me to put a slice of tomato between my ass. It's seen the lot. <laughs> I need to give it a dignified ending. Can't just flush the little fucker down the toilet. Right. I don't know what to do then. I don't know what to right. suggest. Well, I'm just letting you know it's come from fucking bad to worse this day. Fuck it. Now listen, I'm I'm excited to find out what you've been you said you sent me a message last night and it was like I've got so much to tell you. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a great topic of conversation for well, this. Well no, right. No, don't, but don't. I don't wanna talk to you about it tonight in case it's not. And whenever I get those messages I think, whoa, shit's gone down. No, no no shit's gone down. I just mean I've actually done something this week. So what's happened is like my sister's moved in with us, she's quarantining quarantining with us. We've got my nephew who's three, she's pregnant, and there's my sister. And have have you heard of Scarborough? The TV show? No, it's a place. Have you ever been to Scarborough? Oh. Like, imagine like It's like run it's like Blackpool but more more druggy in it. Oh, it is. Imagine the shittiest seaside town you've ever been to. Oh. Right. It's gonna be underwater in twenty years and it needs it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's, not. it's a dump. It's a shithole. I Aww. even looked after I went, right? Um, and it's number seven on the top 25 worst seaside towns in Britain. Guess what number one is? Don't say Blackpool. Margate. 
No. Margate's number one. Anyway. See, this is, can I just say, on. sorry, to, sorry, before we go on, I hate things like this. Like, even though I'm joking saying it's it's a dump or shit or whatever. In fact, I didn't say that, you did, but whatever. We all joke and say it. I feel like it's not fair. Uh, because they've all got. I love a British seaside town. So I do I. Like do you know what got it needs? A ne- bit of charm. It needs. Hang on. The dog needs to take a bell off. Come here. It's all right. It needs um, a big injection of money into it, like Blackpool has done. Do you know what I mean? Where they've got stuff going on. Like there's nothing going. All right. Bear in mind, everything was shut. We got there. Somebody told us to go. One of my yeah. sister's friends. Right. Um, we looked at the weather. It's going to be cloudy. It said it was going to be like 20 degrees. We thought, great. We can sit on the sand. Um, she said maybe one star was open. We got there. Nothing was open. It was minus five. <laughs> and the only thing that was open was a burger van with a roof. And we got a toasty. We went on the oh, sand. You f- and your sister were made up with a burger <laughs> van there. I'm not going to lie. God, yeah. Like, I love Holly to death. And, I, and I, you know, if you were dead, she'd just be my next best friend, I can tell. <laughs> so I know you two saw that burger van. Eyes lit Turned up. and looked at each other and was like, fab. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You both went, oh, when you seen that burger van. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, we got the baby and ice cream. We went on the sand for five minutes. Then my sister's boobs started hurting her because she's pregnant and they're really sensitive and it was really cold. We were there 25 minutes. Wow, I forget about things like that for the females. Yeah. We were there 25 minutes. Then, because wow. nothing was open, we were both like, we need a wee. What do we do? <gasps> nothing was open. There were no toilets. So I had to go under the pier. I had to have a wee under there. My sister, right... She had um, my nephew's potty in the car because he's only three, so he uses a potty. No. She squatted in between two cars and pissed in a potty. Oh, my God, she lying. <laughs> so she pissed in a potty you know in between two cars. But then I was... Uh, I didn't ask her at the time, but now I'm thinking, like, why didn't she just piss on the floor? Because she definitely cleared the potty out before we got back in the car. She didn't. She weren't travelling with piss in a potty, driving slow, <laughs> do you know what I mean, trying to move. <laughs> So why didn't just, you just pop that potty on your knee until we get back home. <laughs> <laughs> no tight corners. I'll drive really slow all the way home. Yeah. Anyway, that wow. was my 25-minute day out in Scarborough. Oh, so you went for 25 minutes. See, I actually did this with my friend Katie once. We went for a 25-minute trip to Blackpool. Right. How weird. And anyway, long story short, she just couldn't cope with the wind. It was dead windy. We got out the car. Yeah. We walked towards the beach because the car parks are always fucking miles away from the beach. Oh, yeah. Well, aren't they, when it's busy. We got out the car. We walked towards the beach. She moaned the whole way there. And then these fucking, what do they call them? Like the Manchester bombers or something? These these things that fly over your head. The what? <laughs> Big planes. Right. <laughs> I know what you're saying now. Yeah. And all people flock, flock to the seaside and watch them and they're all doing... Somersaults right, in the air. Yeah, and those planes. Smoke, I know what you mean. Yeah. Leaving smoke trails and all that. Yeah. Honestly, it was like being in World War fucking three. She was screaming. <laughs> there was planes ducking and diving overhead. You look up and they're coming towards you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was hell on earth. She was like, I'm going in. I can't stand the noise. We were there for we weren't even there for twenty five minutes. We were there for fifteen minutes. How funny. We, we didn't even get a sticker off. We just got back in the car and drove home. <laughs> yeah, my sister was fuming. She said, she said, I've come all this way for some fudge and fudge shop's not even open. It's a fucking pandemic, hi. I know, she was just desperate <laughs> for a bit of fudge. I can see her sat on TripAdvisor this morning. Don't bother with Scarborough, right? <laughs> Honestly, just before I picked up the phone, you can guess what I did. I had a fucking double coffee. Yeah. 
Honestly, I'm, I feel like I'm spinning around in this bed. I love that feature. Feel like you're on a water. I'm a bit spinning in the bed. I mean, teeth are tingling. I'm, I'm panicking that they're gonna fall out. Nah, they won't fall out. I, I seen a thing. I seen a thing on someone's Instagram, and it was like, "Oh, trust one of me turkey teeth to fall <gasps> out while I'm in quarantine." And he just had this little nub, Fuck. and I thought, "Do you know what?" Just before quarantine, my dentist said to me, "Your front tooth's a bit wobbly there. You need to get that sorted." Where did you get these veneers? And I went, "Oh." Turkey went, yeah, no one's going to touch them in the UK, mate. You need to book yourself a flight to Turkey and get that tooth sorted. And I went, well, how wobbly are we talking? Yeah. How wobbly are we talking? Oh, yeah, have I got a week? <laughs> should I stay away from... <laughs> how long have I got? Should I stay away from certain foods? Like, what? how long have I got? Doc? It was like he gave me a life sentence, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You've only got two years, and then after that you can't live. Do you know what I mean? He might as well have said you've got six months to live. I wouldn't be able to go out into public if one of my teeth looks like a fucking piece of fucking corn that fell off a corn cob on the floor. <laughs> You'd have to do like a hillbilly drag alter ego. <laughs> what the hell? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Danny Beard here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, funny. How'd you do? I see you met my faithful handyman. <laughs> anyway, so I'm on tender hooks the whole of quarantine that one of my front teeth's going to fall out. If that falls out, I'm telling you, I'll be super gluing it back yeah. in until I can get to Turkey. A bit of, um, a bit of criminal glue. Something. Yeah. Ron seal. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> no more nails. <laughs> yeah, no more nails. Whatever it takes to glue that fucking thing back in my mouth. I'm not walking around with a little piece of sweet corn. Do you know what I mean? <sighs> in my fucking 20 grand smile. <laughs> fucking hell, I can barely... But I've got a pot to piss in at the minute. I could pull every tooth out and sell it. <laughs> the Gossip Gaze. Are you feeling lonely in lockdown? Are you dreaming of a new dazzling dildo? Yeah, that's a thing now. Or maybe you've been caught dry and need some lavish new lube. Well, the Gossip Gaze and CloneZoneDirect.co.uk have teamed up to bring you 10% off your next order. From underwear to toys, we got you covered. Just enter the Gossip Gaze at the checkout. And remember, it's spelt with a Z. That's the Gossip Gaze at the checkout. CloneZoneDirect.co.uk 10% off your next order. I have got some gossip for you this week. Ooh, spill it for me, sis. Spill right. it for me. Do you know the rapper 6ix9ine? He's got multicoloured hair. He's covered in tattoos. He's a I felon. Know he is. He's fit. He's a what? He's a felon. He's a convicted a felon? criminal. A felon. Wow. It's what they use in America. <sighs> wow. What's he a criminal for, Sorry. Oh, I, I, do you know what? I, I didn't do too much diddling into that bit. Right. I just don't understand what a felon is because surely fucking... If what's you've this co- cunt from the fucking Kardashians? Surely she should be a felon. Who? Caitlin. She's a murderer. She's murdered someone. No one calls her no. a fucking felon. No, a felon who is, is somebody who's gone to prison. Right. Anyway, go on. Spit it out. What's she been up to? Because she's got gorgeous multicoloured hair. Is she a gayer? No, I don't think so. She's not one so, of us. No, not one of us. Not a slob like one of us. He um, he has accused Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber, their new song, Stuck With You, hit the number one um, on the top 100 Billboard chart this week. And he is accusing them 
of um, buying the song themselves and their team. He said that 30,000 copies of the song was bought with just six credit cards. And he says, I want the world to know that Billboard is a lie. You can buy number ones if you want. Basically accusing their team of manufacturing this, Hang making them get a number one. How the fuck does she know? How the fuck does she know how many they have sold? Do you know? She's just... She's not a fucking mathematician, is she? How, how has she got insider information? How's he got the, the, um, the credit card details and receipts? Yeah, I want to know where the receipts are, honey. Well, what's happened then is Ariana Grande doesn't normally clap back, but she has clapped back hard this time. I think she's pissed off. I think she's it's in so quarantine. Snapped. It's build up. She snapped. Now, what I'm going to say to you is um, bits of what she said. She wrote a big, long quote on Instagram, but here's a little bit of it. Wow. Thank you, everybody, who has supported this song, this cause, and made this happen. We love you so much. Uh, There is so much to celebrate today, but with so much celebration, I would like to address a few things, which which I don't usually do. I don't like to give my energy to drama or strange accusations normally, but this has gone a little bit too far. My fans bought the song. Justin's fans bought the song. Our fans bought the song. Never more than four copies each, as the rules state. They are ride or die, motherfuckers, and I thank God every day that I have them in my life. To anybody that is displeased with their placement on the chart this week or who is spending their time racking their brain thinking of many different ways that they can discredit hard-working women and only women for some reason, I ask you to take a moment and humble yourself. What's she on about? Last time I heard Justin Bieber want a woman. Yeah, but I mean, because he's just trying to, because he's saying that, I think she's saying that he's only discrediting this because she's on the track. Right. if it was a guy who was number one, he wouldn't be saying jack shit. I think that's what she's trying to get at here, because there's other people who've been number ones in the charts who've been males. And she and he's not piped up then. Justin Bieber then said that 30k was not bought with six credit cards because that is a lie. The rules clearly state that you can only buy four copies of every song, otherwise every other copy gets discredited. So I could say I bought ten, um, ten copies of the track. Yeah. Only four of them would count, and then any more after that wouldn't count towards the number one in the chart. So that's why wow. it stops these going on. But I can't believe she clapped back like that. Can you believe it? Yeah, good for Ariana. Fucking my wigs just flew. Because she never, never spills no tea like that. No, she doesn't. I think she snaps. She just don't get involved. She's just been at home. She's climbing the walls, doing that shit music video with a fucking dog in it. And she's (laughs) thought, this music video is fucking shit with this dog in it. I'm going to fucking clap back at 69 or whatever he's called. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Who's that 69 rapper? 69 Cunnilingus rapper, do you know what I mean? 69. (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, actually, I've seen on Twitter this week that it's all been kicking off with Jeffree Star yet again. Now, he, he came out and defended 69, which is what's made me remember this. Right. But I don't know why he's defending 69, and I don't know enough on that gossip. All I know is he came out and defended him. Right. In one of these videos. And he was commenting on the videos like all flame marks and stuff. And people were like, what is Jeffrey doing? Anyway, that aside, he's released a new palette. And it's called the Carnation Palette or something like that. It's called the what? Um, Carnation. Carnation. The burn me alive, carnation, whatever the fucking... You know where people get cremated? Or the cremation? The cremation palette. Right. 
Yeah. The cremation. It's called the cremation pallet, honey. That's what it's called. What did I call it? The carnation. Right, okay, I'm with you. That's a fucking flower. It's called the coronation. Oh, fucking hell. It's called the cremation pallet. And anyway, it's a pallet full of fucking greys. Licorice Black is jumping for joy. Anaphylactic has been flicking a bean waiting for it to drop. <laughs> it's it's going to be perfect for monochrome queens up and down the country. Yeah. Everybody else is thinking, why do I need a whole pallet full of fucking greys? Yeah. Because realistically, you need a white and a black, and you can make any fucking grey shade you want, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, people are kicking off. Oh, it's insensitive. There's millions of people dying around the world, and you're calling this the cremation palette when people are dying and being cremated, and we've got corona. And you know what? At first I thought, oh, yeah, I suppose it's a bit insensitive. But then I thought, well, this takes years, months. Months, yeah. Long time to plan. Yeah. From picking the formulas to picking the shades to getting the packaging, blah, blah, blah. It takes a long time to plan. I know Brad from What A Drag has been working for over a year dropping their new palette. Yeah. A year. And that's making sure the formulas are right, the colours are right, blah, 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 packaging, as I said. Anyway, then I also thought, you know what? Why is... Why is people kicking off about this? It's because it's now affecting the rich white people in the world. Yeah. There weren't an outcry of, of this. Nobody would have said it was insensitive before coronavirus, when millions of people die of HIV-related illness, or yeah. the flu, or SARS, or e- Ebola, flu, or Ebola. Yeah, there was a big Ebola outbreak not too long ago, but because it was in... No one cared. Yeah, because it weren't in England, or it weren't in Europe, or it weren't in America, no one gave a shit. There we go. So, you know what? People need to stop in this pandemic finding ways and new ways of being offended. Do you not think? I agree. People are being too offended. People are being very offended a lot of the time. Yeah. All the time. Pipe down, Karen. Pipe the fuck down. It's a makeup palette. It's not going to fucking ruin your life. Well, while we're speaking about Twitter, I saw on Twitter this week... Uh, but do you know Plymouth City Bus? Do you know, like, every city's got a bus on it, the way it travels round? Honey, I know what you're going to say, because I've, I've shared a tweet regarding this, but fill me in. So, Plymouth um, Plymouth City Buses have posted a tweet this week, photographing their brand new NHS buses, and they said, Rainbows have become synonymous with the hope and the NHS during this current pandemic. So we thought, what better way to show our support to the amazing NHS and key workers than to rebrand our Pride <laughs> Bus um to our nhs bus just because it's got a rainbow on basically is why they've done it that's what they've said it's got rainbows all over it obviously it was originally a pride bus they've slapped the word nhs on it and they said they're rebranding it and the thing that's annoying the most is it's pride month next month so just before pride month they've they've decided to rebrand the pride buses which is an ill move i think ill move and very ill-worded tweet honey i mean rule 101 how to piss off two groups of people. One, you've got your key workers and your NHS staff who we want to big up and, and show our support for. So if you want to do that, create something for them. Don't say we've stuck a sticker on something we've already got and it's for you. Here yeah. we go. That's like saying, happy birthday. Here's your present from last year. I rewrapped it. Woo. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. bitch. Not the same. Also, way to piss off and erase the LGBTQ plus community for no absolute reason. But I have to say, while this is a subject that we're talking about, I've, I've bit my lip on this Yeah, for quite on. some weeks. I want to cast your mind back to this time last year, maybe a bit, 
yeah, about this time last year. Yeah, it probably was. When we were adding a black and a brown stripe to our flag. In fact, yeah. maybe even the year before. It's been a while. And people, and people from our community, the LGBTQs and the pluses, and people from outside our community, all had an opinion on whether we should add a brown and a black stripe to the flag. Now, for anyone not in the loop with this, very quickly, it was to show support to the people of colour in our community who repeatedly said they feel underrepresented. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of gorgeous people in the community this started in America, it sweeped over the UK, decided to add a brown and a black stripe to our flag to show solidarity and show people of colour, our friends of colour, that they are validated and they are just as part of our community as anybody else. It was a temporary measure showing support to those members of our community to say, you are seen, you are heard. People had issue with that, saying, well, that was never intended for the flag. The flag was never about that. And now uh, you're changing it. It wasn't about that. It was it was originally to incorporate everyone. Okay, gay marriage was originally, uh, sorry, marriage was originally about man and a woman, but we changed it to gay marriage so that everyone feels included. Yeah. What's the problem with adding a brown and black stripe? I have to say, most of these people were not people of colour who didn't really have an opinion on the matter anyway. Do you know what I mean? Because you yeah. can't speak from the apparent you can't speak for a person of colour because you've not lived or walked in their shoes. But what you can do is be empathetic and say, you know what, I didn't realise that you felt like that. If you feel like that, I want to show that you are valued in our community. Let's put this on this flag. Well, these people have gone back, these people said we don't want it. And now the same people who said this wasn't what the flag flag was intended for, I've now got Gay pride flags with NHS stickers slapped on top of them. And in most of the times, not even an NHS sticker stuck on top of them. And I'm talking about venues. I'm talking about people within our community now getting all the pride flags out, saying it's for the NHS. When yeah. six and 12 months ago, they wouldn't add a brown and black stripe on to show for people of our community. You've got a, you've got a point here. Now, don't get me wrong. There's bigger fights to fight. Yeah. Much bigger fights to fight. And it's very, very important right now that we are making sure that this horrible virus isn't spreading amongst people and we are not losing as many people to this virus as that we are, which is why I've bit my tongue and why I've not said anything about it. But since this came up today, I thought I'd just chip in my two pence worth. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, this isn't a battle I'm going to go and take online. I'm going I'm to say face-to-face to these people because they're doing it for good. And there's a bigger reason now and there's a there's a more important goals in our lives, which is to get through this pandemic, which is why I've not mentioned it. But I still find it very funny that certain people that wouldn't add a brown and black stripe on, wouldn't repurpose the flag for people of colour, are happy to now repurpose the flag for NHS. Wow. I also yeah. find it disgusting that you can log on to eBay and type NHS flag in and it's gay pride flags all for sale for NHS. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, what the fuck? If this was a veteran flag, if this was the great British flag... If this was the poppy. this was a poppy and you yeah. stuck the NHS on the top of it, would people be okay with it? No. You would have old, toad, gammon, foreskin face fuckers <laughs> out on the front, <laughs> yeah. doing the conga down the street like it's VE Day, spreading the virus even more, kicking off. That's what you'd have. Yeah, you would. It's not happening. It's not right. 
So this is basically what Plymouth buses have done. They've smacked the NHS um, logo over the top of their Pride buses. Now, I've been a journalist this week, ladies and gentlemen. And I have emailed Plymouth buses for a direct response. As I said, well, we're going to be talking about it today. Would you like to make a statement, basically? (laughs) And they did respond. Um, She's a journalist, ladies and gentlemen. She's a journalist, ladies and gentlemen. They say, we have seen some of the negative comments on Twitter, but there have also been quite a few positive, especially from our local people in Plymouth, where they are very much a community-focused company. The Pride bus in Plymouth has been borrowed to show support for the NHS and fellow key workers. It is a temporary measure. We are working with Pride in Plymouth for the new 2020 Pride bus to show our continued support. Plymouth City Bus is an inclusive company and represents the community it serves that is their response just someone in hr spent half an hour in the afternoon coming up with that and then putting it out there copy and pasting it to people that basically says yes we've seen the negative tweets from the lgbtq community yeah however we've seen the positive tweets from all the gammons and all the patriotic (laughs) people yeah from all the karens yeah from all the karens who really love this idea because it doesn't affect them or erase them it it gives them a purpose and gives them a feeling of community and patriotism to the country when really everyone should be focusing the fucking focus on the government that have let us down no end yeah but instead we're all coming together and we're all oh britain we're all together as one oh we're, we're not the richer for the rich and the poorer for the poor Oh, the whole thing, I could rant for days on it. The and bus like company you... has oh. made the biggest fucking boo-boo telling us that they've slapped the sticker on the Pride flag. We already know people are doing it. Yeah. You don't need to go you and say us. it. Just <laughs> say, here's the NHS fucking bus, you think, yeah. cunts. Or, if you're really that for the NHS, then do you know what you should say? We're donating this much money or from this date till this date, 10% of all bus fares are going to go towards getting of important PPE equipment for the NHS. That's how you can show your support. Yep. Not erasing one community to build up another. Yeah. And if yes, you've not got the it... money to put the to put a new bus on, do you know what I mean? Just don't do one. Like it just like you didn't need to rebrand. You just you you've probably got other buses sat there with no with no on them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Print <laughs> another silly. fucking sticker off, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All this commotion now, because you couldn't be asked printing off a bigger sticker. <laughs> Hello, Sam. Uh, Sam's hot minute. Is that the new jingle? I'd like it. I like it a lot. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I did it last week. I'll do it this week. (laughs) Do it every single week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. um, So, last weekend was supposed to be this year's Eurovision. I don't know if this is something you guys are aware of. I am aware. Yes, I saw all the days... On all the social medias, very unhappy that there was no official Eurovision. Yeah, I was one of them. And they tried to do a show and it was shit. Um, the BBC, I heard it was shit. I didn't yeah. watch it. BBC did a couple of shows. They were actually really good. But the actual official Eurovision one was dreadful. They basically called up every artist, um, played like two seconds of their song, didn't play it in full. And then that artist 
did a mini speech on Corona. It was it was not ideal. Oh. Um, so every artist just spoke about coronavirus. Yeah, it was really depressing. Um, no, wow. you wouldn't want that. And every just now, sing the song in it. Yeah, exactly. And a couple of times, the, the presenters were asking the artists about coronavirus, and you could see they in their answers they were just like, "No, I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just an artist." And every time it was like, "What have you been doing in lockdown?" It's like, "Well, I've been writing music." It's kind of what I do. Oh. It was really yeah. shit. Oh no! It was it was awful. Do you know though? No, I saw I saw the BBC do one, and it was Graham hosting, and they had Nikki tutorials as one of the hosts. What? Yeah. So yeah, she's the online host. Yeah, wow, she that's was a good gig for her. So the the two BBC ones were great. Graham Norton did one. Um, Ryland did like a A to Z of like funny Eurovision moments afterwards. That was great as well. It's, it's just the official Eurovision one that sucked. All they had to do was yeah. play all the music wow. and be be done, you know? But I'm glad we're seeing more diverse people on shows now. I mean, Eurovision couldn't get any gay with like a fierce <laughs> trans woman uh, and yeah. two gay guys. Like, do you know what I mean? That's the yeah. host from the UK, which is great. But um, I just think it's nice to see more, more diverse people on teller. On Tyler. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, I want to talk about Eurovision today because I think, you know, your, for both of you, your Eurovision knowledge is not up to par. And I'm passionate no, about Eurovision. With very um, bad days in that department. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's a hot topic at the moment because it was the first time it was cancelled since it started in 1956. Um, wow. But I don't want to dwell on that today because we know why it was cancelled. I don't want to say the C word more than I have to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> but I'm going to take this opportunity to brush up your knowledge on the world's biggest music competition, uh, focusing on things that you should know for when it comes back next year for Rotterdam 2021. Um, and this is going to include some like, uh, this is going to include the UK's Eurovision history and some oddball facts that are going to put the competition into perspective when you next watch it. I'm ready to learn something new. Hit me. Well, you should. And it's worth paying attention because if you're someone that dates queer men, this info will probably come in handy at some point if your crush you know, they is always into this say, shit. They always say in a gay couple, they always say which one's into Eurovision and which one isn't because there's always one that loves it and always one that hates it, apparently. Well, I think most queer men can be broken down to RuPaul or Eurovision or both. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. one or the other. Um, wow. Or people, hang on, there, there's a big lot of people that aren't in on any of this, can I just say? Like me? I know I'm generalising, but you I'm like Drag very Race. Generalizing. <laughs> yeah, I do love go. Drag Race. Yeah. No, I know, I do love Drag Race. Okay, I, 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 I'm a bad example, but there is examples. I'm allowed to generalise if it's not offensive. Okay. <laughs> right, so I'm not going to waste your time explaining what Eurovision is, because if you don't know, then that's your problem. Just Google it, YouTube it, then come back to this point Ooh. um it's true though isn't it but i will start <laughs> off with some basics like saying it was set up as a way of trying to bring countries back together in like post-war europe and again this is like Aww. mid-50s uh, to take part in eurovision you have to be part of the european broadcasting union or be australia um, they let australia take part in 2016 because they're actually huge fans of eurovision in some years before they joined the percentage of viewers was higher in Australia than it was in some of the competing countries. Wow. Wow. The Aussies also got to compete because it was the uh, the 60th anniversary um, and they're associate members of the EBU. 
So I guess technically that doesn't rule out countries like America or Korea taking part someday, but I wouldn't count on it because Australia got special treatment for being big Euro nerds and even then that was still controversial. Yeah. Uh, And the EBU isn't associated with the European Union, by the way. That's why Brexit has never affected the UK and Eurovision, apart from no one wanting to vote for us. (laughs) Yeah, why did no one ever vote for us? Because we're wankers. Basically, yeah. Um, Well, I mean, speaking of which, most people seem to think we're pretty shit at Eurovision, and they'd be pretty right. We've come last four times since 2003, Um, And frankly, it was taking me too long to figure out how many times we've come to the bottom five, so I gave up. Uh, (laughs) Wow. We've even had one entry that got zero points, which in modern Eurovision is really hard to do. I remember them. I know who they are. Uh, They're called Gemini. Yeah, they are. That that was also in 2003. Um, Very off-key. It's it's worth a watch. Uh, Their song was was called Cry Baby. Yeah, can I just give you a little fun fact there? Oh, please. I was sat in the pub. Stop it. (laughs) I was sat in the pub, which is actually opposite Jess Ellis's house in Liverpool. Um... Another fun fact, and I'll just just pick up all these names I'm dropping here. Hollyoaks, Hollyoaks. Um, and it was, they were sat on the next table, Gemini, doing radio interviews. It was like a couple of days after Eurovision. They were sat in the pub in Liverpool. Oh, my God. Having a fucking, having a beer. I love it. Answering all the questions like, yeah, well... Like, no team around them. It was like, you've done shit. You can go and answer oh, the questions in a no. pub. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, I find UK press you know, around Eurovision so interesting. Because remember, we had Suri one year, and she was basically like, yeah, well, I'm not going to win, am I? But I'm going to try. And that was, like, massively controversial at the time. That was on this morning. It's very interesting um, for me. But yeah, so as I was saying, we've done so bad in recent years that it's probably easier for me to say that since 2000, we've had two songs that have done well. Um, You could say three songs if you want to be generous, and you would say four songs if you're feeling desperate. But overall, we're actually one of the best countries at Eurovision. We have five wins, which ties us with France, Netherlands and Luxembourg as the third most wins out of 52 countries. Um, wow, that's good. But you can tell that this has been over a long, long time because Luxembourg haven't competed since before I was born. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sweden dominates modern Eurovision and they have the second most wins with six. I've definitely mentioned this multiple times on a podcast because Ireland has the most wins with seven. But yeah. again, all of these are before I was born. Interestingly, Ireland also has the only artist who's won the competition more than once. Uh, He's called Johnny Logan and he won it twice himself and then composed another song which went on to win as well. So some people count this as three wins. Mainly three wins? Well, yeah. I've done a gig with him. Johnny Logan? Johnny Logan? Is he old? Oh, he is now, yeah. Hang on. And he's Irish. cowboy? Is he cowboy looking? Um, maybe. I've not really followed his uh, fashion. (laughs) <laughs> carry on was he oh, Irish I've done something yeah I've done something in Ireland with a big yeah for like boob in, in um, Belfast he's he's a big name he's a big name yeah um, there's another name he's dropping there you go I know yeah fucking hell <laughs> might as well tell you all I got packed with Kerry Katona while I'm here <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, talking of big names, because of this win streak, people actually call him Mr. Eurovision. So, oh, if you ever hear that, that's who that's referring to. Probably one of the campiest titles out there. I was about to say, what a gay title. <laughs> I'd love yeah. that title. <laughs> um, <laughs> i got what, what a camp headliner, Danny Beard supporting Mr. Eurovision. <laughs> love that. <laughs> Mr. Eurovision and Mr. Showbiz. <laughs> Stop it. I don't mean me, by the way. I meant Mr. Showbiz. Yeah, you know, yeah. Simon Gross. Yeah. Carry on. Um, Carry on. If you want to feel better, there are loads of countries that have competed and never won, including 20 countries who still compete hoping to win. Um, but I am just assuming that they might not actually be hopeful. Uh, ABBA famously won in 1974 with Waterloo. Excitingly, this was when Eurovision was being held in the UK. Woo! Less excitingly, wow. we gave them zero points. <gasps> Something the UK has been very quick to sweep under the rug. Uh, and another one of our famous acts has been Bucks Fizz. One of the big moments in this act was tearaway skirts. Um, yes, I remember that. that. And when they ripped off those skirts, Velcro sold out across the country within 48 hours. Um, but wow. <laughs> if you haven't seen the this... Impact? I know, right? If you haven't seen this, by the way, the tearaway moment went from a shin-length skirt to reveal a knee-length skirt, which for a family-friendly show in the 80s was very raunchy. Oh, wow. Um, That's like the new wig reveal. I mean, the old Exactly. Wig it's reveal. the OG wig reveal. Uh, <laughs> as a rule... Flash your carbs. <laughs> as a rule, Eurovision isn't allowed to be political, but it is. Uh, countries still end up having to withdraw because their song or their broadcaster was being too political. This happened as recently as last year because the Ukraine told their artists they weren't allowed to tour Russia as part of their contract. The artist declined the contract, but the EBU told the Ukraine to withdraw even if they found a new artist. Uh, that song, by the way, was wow. called Siren Song by Maruv. Look it up on Spotify because it was a fat bop and it was an early favourite to win that year. But it couldn't compete just because their broadcaster fucked up. Um, and Eurovision entries that become geopolitical or had to withdraw could be its own hot minute. But I will tell you this. Most of them in recent years involve Russia or Ukraine in some oh, capacity. Of course. <laughs> um, I mentioned before that Eurovision is a much bigger deal in other countries. I'm going to give you some examples. And since we're talking about Ukraine, they won in 2004 with Rushala singing Wild Dancing. Obviously, Ukraine were pretty chuffed because they then voted her in as an MP after she won. <gasps> what? <laughs> she actually became a really prominent political figure at the time. Did you like that? Um, oh, Netta. Yeah, yeah, I did like Netta. Netta's I great. Did. But well, wasn't there some kind of political thing about where she was from as well? well wasn't she from a country that's like really awful to its people? So Palestine. The That is one of the other recent things, yeah. So she's from Israel. Israel. Um, and basically, that became a whole thing because whoever wins Eurovision then goes on to host it. So she won in 2018. So last year, it was this whole thing of people were actually boycotting the contest altogether because they were like, you can't hold it in Israel. They're at war with Palestine. Um, and it was really yeah. controversial. It went on anyway. There was a debate for a bit where 
they were saying is even safe, but um, they yeah, held it. Yeah, I saw in... a lot of people saying it's not safe to go to Israel, especially as LGBT. Yeah, well, it was actually held in Tel Aviv, which, uh, as far oh, as Tel I Aviv's understand, really gay. they always have gay pride there. Yeah, as far as I understand as well, Tel Aviv isn't massively affected by the conflict. Yeah, that's more. Right. It's Jerusalem that is basically like war torn. Wow. From what I understand, I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure they're fighting over wow. Jerusalem. Well, I never thought I'd be majorly into the Eurovision. I feel like when you understand some of the subtext to it, it becomes so much more enjoyable. That's what I hope I've brought across today. You it, have indeed. Mm-hmm. Eurovision mm-hmm. has the power to make p- political, you know, prodigies in other countries. So. I know. And what's it got? What have we got here? Bloody Gemini with Nil Poir. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, welcome back after the break, guys. Welcome to our little queer podcast show. This little show that we do for you called The Gossip Guys. Gossip Guys. This week, this week on The Gossip Guys, guys uh, we've got a lovely letter come in from, is it? Ooh, James. We I got a name. It when we see a name. Yeah, baby. Start sending your faces in as well. And if you don't want to send faces, you can send in, you know, somewhere else. <laughs> Hi guys, really enjoy your show and thought I would email with a problem I'm having. Okay, fasten your seatbelts, girls, because this looks like it's got a lot to get me tongue around. Go Do you on know then. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a lot to get my tongue mm, around. Sounds, sounds juicy. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> juicy. I've said this before. <laughs> a while back, maybe about 18 months ago, I met a guy on Tinder. and we got on really well and had a great first date but after that we moved into being more friends we've become very good friends and i guess have always wanted things to be more than that but i don't think we'd be a good match he's a bit older than me with a lot of free time and disposable income so likes to travel a lot and i work loads and i'm financially comfortable but can't afford to go on mini breaks every weekend yeah with you Okay, girl. Uh, Earlier this year, he met someone and they started seeing each other. Then they quarantined together and now they are officially a couple and seem really happy. I'm glad my friend has found someone and is happy, but anytime I have to hear about his boyfriend or do a fucking Zoom quiz with them, I'm instantly jealous. It actually is getting me quite down. As I mentioned, I'm not sure we will be compatible for the reasons above and just being at different stages of our lives. What I'm struggling with is how I proceed. Normally, we do a lot of things together and spend a lot of free time with each other. It physically hurts my heart doing this with his new boyfriend due to the jealousy. Going forward, I don't know if I should just distance myself and spend less time with him on them or just put up with it and hope things get better with time and my feelings subside. Wanted to see what you thought, James. <gasps> James is jealous of his friend's new boyfriend, but they used to date previous. Maybe one date. Well, did they date though? Did they date? The recap, let's just recap. This guy said maybe about 18 months he's met a guy in Timber. We got on really well. Great first date. But after that, <laughs> great first date. But after that, we moved into being more friends. Friend zoned, right. Well, there it is then. I understand. You may uh, you may fancy your friend. I think James, if we're being completely honest, does fancy his friend and does kind of want to be in a relationship with him because why else would he be jealous? Exactly. But he's also said, I don't think... When he says here... Um, <laughs> I've always wanted things to be more than that, but I don't think we'd be a good match. Well, you want it to be more, but you don't think it'd be a good match. It's making me think who made the decision here. 
If you made the decision and now you're regretting it, then you can't have it. I'm sorry, but you want to add Willie can't wait around all year waiting for you, honey. <laughs> you got to snatch it while it's hot from the ocean. Yeah. Fish it fresh, honey. Oh, do you know what? I feel like it's just one of these situations where it's a bit shit for James because, yes, he's got the shitty end of the stick here. Just now he's kind of... He's, he's just basically regretting what he's done. Sorry, I just remembered when I told you about the shitty end of the stick. Oh, right, do you remember yeah. what, why it was? Do you remember why it was? Yeah, because they used a stick to pick their ass. Just, yeah, to shove it down in the middle of the night. Yeah. If you pick the wrong end of the stick up, you get shit on your hands. Well, that's what he's done here. Anyway, he's got shit, he's on got his shit hands. all over his hands. That's what I'm saying. And I do feel bad for him because... I'm, well, I've never been in a situation where I've been friends with somebody and then jealous of their boyfriend. Yeah, but also I have to be honest, right? I read this over yesterday, and I've and I don't actually normally do this, but I said to Joe, "What do you think of this week's listeners' letter that we've got?" Yeah, it's coming from this James, and Joe said, "I've got to be honest; it sounds a little bit like James wants his cake and wanted his cake and eating it." Yeah, you've met a guy on Tinder, and then you've kind of got into a. a a strange relationship dynamic where in his head, he's got him all to himself, but they're not having sex. They've not taken the relationship to that level, but he's quite content and happy with the relationship that they've got. They see each other all the time. They do stuff. They're busy, busy mates. He's getting everything he wants from a relationship with someone without actually all of the shit that goes with the relationship. Yeah. The financial, living with someone, the, the, the arguments, all of that. You know what I mean? He's 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 having all the best parts of the relationship by being his busy mate without actually being in a relationship. So as soon as this other guy's come in, he's obviously jealous because he was happy with what they had. Definitely. But when we were talking, I thought, well, if he's genuinely, genuinely this guy's friend, then he should be happy for him, no matter what. That's you should if he's genuinely your friend, you should be happy for him. Now I know, I know. Me and you are very close as friends. And when you get a boyfriend, I'm actually not jealous of them. Or when you've been seeing someone, I've not been jealous, but I have been wary of them. And I have wanted them to be the best person they can be for you. Right, yeah. When you were seeing that one with the little dick, right? <laughs> yeah. And you were like, and you were like, look, it's not about it's not about the size, it's about the motion in, in the, the ocean. ocean. And you know what? Everything was lovely on, on the surface. And then every time he had a drink, he just became really aggressive. Yeah. Well, I was like, as your mate, I was like... Well, I don't like this person. Yeah, you was wary. Instantly. I was wary. And as a friend, you should want the best for your friend. I think this guy is going to have to suck it up. He's either going to have to suck it up and just get over it, the fact that his friend has got a new boyfriend, or he is going to have to distance himself if, if it is too hard, because what else well, what can you do? You think, you can't... What would you do? Because obviously he's, he, he already has addressed that these are his two options. So he, he, he's looking for us to say, actually, this is what you need to do here. And it's hard. The best but thing... as an out... Go on. The best thing for me, I always find, is out of sight, out of mind. And that's just what, really? wor- that's just what works for me personally. When I want to get over somebody or um, not... Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want to get over something or um, somebody's broke up with me or something's cooling off or something's cooling down. I don't like that contact remained. I like to I like to cut all ties, if I'm being completely honest. I mute them on all social medias. I don't block the number. I always like I always like that open communication. Well, this is your mate. There. So say you, say you fell in love with me. You just block <laughs> me. 
<laughs> All right, then. For example, I know you used to really fancy one of our friends. <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, it's how oh, funny. It's it. It's. You should leave that in and bleep the name yeah. out. It's a unique situation and I don't know how to address it except for me out of sight, out of mind. Tell your friend you're a bit jealous and you just need some time to cool off. Be honest. I think you don't want to... You do, do you know what? Yeah, maybe be honest. I was just going to say you don't want to cause a ruckus, but let's be honest. The more time goes on, the more jelly you're going to be. Yeah. If I was James, I'd be fucking praying that they were going to break up during lockdown, <laughs> which is <laughs> nasty, isn't it? It's yeah. nasty, that. Yeah. But... I want. I don't want to be too be too harsh on you here, James. But I think you want your cake and you're eating it. Yeah. I think what you want is you don't want him to be with anyone else, but you want him to be able to be there as your best mate. Yeah. Well, that's not fair. That's not fair. And actually, you should want him to be with someone and be happy. So my advice is suck it up. Fucking suck it up. The ship sailed. Yeah. It's it gone. might. It's gone. Yeah. But. When a ship sails, it doesn't just sail away forever. It might come back. You know, it might not it might not get lost in the Bermuda Triangle. What's it called? Bermuda Triangle, yeah. Might not get lost in the Bermuda Triangle. It might come back. Because you never know what might happen. But for now the ship sails. So you need to be right now the ship has sailed, so you need to be content on the shore. And you're going to have to suck it up. And if you realise that you can't suck it up, then that's when I think you need to step into action with this friend and just say, look, I don't want to say this in front of whoever the new partner is, but I didn't realise until you got with them, I'm getting a bit weirdly jealous and I don't want it to come between you two yeah, or us two. So I'm going to just distance, distance myself, myself for a, a bit. bit but yeah. I, that doesn't mean I don't want to be your mate. I do want to be your mate, but I just didn't realise how jealous I was until now. <laughs> Lulu, we're in it, darling. My busy mates with her. Is that another name drop? Oh my god, I'm joking. <laughs> Can I just say though, when 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 Sam was going on, I th- there was a few other people that I thought, oh, I've done gigs with them, but I thought I'm not saying that now. Who was it? John, just tell me dead quick. Can't remember the names right now because we recorded it yesterday. But right, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna. Oh, and you're dying mouth. to say, go on. No, I'm not because I don't remember <laughs> them, honey. Try uh... me. Just because I'm friends with Conchita doesn't mean I have to tell everyone about it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm joking, but I didn't want it to become a thing then, like, oh, fucking hell, name drop. Because it was a joke at first that I made. But I just know what's going to happen now. And it's just going to be taken out of context, isn't it? (laughs) Listen, it's it's been a cracking week. Yeah. And... I know we did that bit yesterday, but I've really enjoyed the show. And I have to tell you, my legs, my bo- oh, God, it's just a little weird burp then when I said legs. My <laughs> legs are brown. I'm so brown. I'm tan. It looks like I've been away. Yeah, it's gorgeous, isn't it? I love it. Yeah, it honestly looks like I've been away. So every cloud and all of that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Every bloody cloud, darling. Uh, I'm loving the new little sections in the show as well that we're doing. Do you know what? You we need to keep it fresh. Section. Just because, right, no one's doing notes. We're just trying to keep this fresh as well, aren't we? Because we're also we doing We don't that. want to be sat here. I mean, we are. Basically, now this is becoming the two moaning gates. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's tough, tough cookie, honey. Tough cookie. At least we're still giving the content. Yeah, and do you know what I just thought then? I just had a brainwave. Why don't we do a spin-off podcast called The Moaning Gates? 
Where we just sit and, and it's moan. Just, it's just ten minutes of us moaning each week, every day. We could give them it every day. All right, well, that's going to go on Patreon. You've got to pay for that. I'm doing enough bloody work on this. <laughs> we could do a Patreon where you get a 10-minute episode every day. I'll you know say what? this. You'll put it in the show and people will respond expecting it now. And we've not got the time. I mean, we have now. But when things get back to normal, no matter when that is, what what do we do then? Sorry, guys. Things are back to normal now. Well, I just think if people want extra content and they want to sign up to a Patreon, let us know. It could be. If, if there's enough demand, we might do it. Nah, you know what it's like. You know what it's like as soon as you ask for money. You only get <laughs> ten people come forward and offer you fifty p. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be worth it. Uh, and you know what? I I. It's stress. Whenever we do anything for this show, and it's like a paid event or like that live we did, we we threw that live together really quick. And you know what? There was pros and cons to it, but I just don't like asking people for money for stuff. When it comes to this, I enjoy it because I do this as a passion. Right. Not a job. Well, I see you asking enough money for cameos on your your Instagram story, darling. (laughs) Hang on, darling. (laughs) I have some sort of bloody income, darling. (laughs) I'm setting an OnlyFans up next week, darling. I've already done mine. I'm on Sleepy Boys as well. Oh, I know you're not joking. I know you're not joking. I am joking. You're not. I know you're not. Listen, this is, it's it's one thing selling your nudes, it's another thing selling your ass. Right. And oh. You know, you've got to be aware what, what you're going into before you go into it. That's why it's words of wisdom. I don't know where this, this end of the show chat is going tonight. Don't sell your ass, I think it should just end there. No, sell your <laughs> ass if you want to sell your ass. Right. <laughs> but just know what you're doing going into it. That's my right. advice for the people. I think end it there. Brilliant. You just can't wait to finish the show. For fuck's sake, you say this all the... I think that's a brilliant ending. That's a brilliant ending. Right in the... Brilliant ending. See ya. The Gossip Gaze. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. United Kingdom, 12 points. Finally, 12 points to the United Kingdom. 12 points go to the United Kingdom. Apologies for interrupting your podcast, but we wanted to tell you about our show that we think you might enjoy. We're Rob and James, the hosts of the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast. Join us every week as we build up to this year's contest in Malmö in Sweden. We'll be chatting to the artists, the fans and the people behind the world's biggest TV spectacular. And here's a taste of what you can expect. If the BBC rang you, Petra, to come and host a, a show, would you do it? In a heartbeat. I mean, our ambition is to win and for it to be another watershed moment for Eurovision for the UK. Queen Lorene, Eurovision winner. Did you ever think you would be back here again? I get goosebumps. No way! Just search The Eurotrip wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> 